Praise God. Praise God. I love you, Michael. You're a good man. Praise God. And a good pastor. Father, I want to take a moment and this great day of celebration to thank you for Pastor Mike and Vicki Bang. They're true shepherds. In all these decades that I've worked for you, Jesus, I've ran into all kinds of people who call themselves preachers, leaders, pastors. But ever so often, I run into a true shepherd. That's why this house is so blessed. That's why your fingerprints are on everything. Bless them in these days of their life. These are great days for them. And this, these are great days for this church. And I just put my hand on them. I thank you for this entire congregation, this great army that sticks together no matter what. I know you're pleased with them. I know that by even in the spirit that you said and you say, well done, my good and faithful servants. Thank you. Bless them. And Lord, they, all these years, 39 years going on 40, uh, all they've done is obey you. And so for Mike and Vicki Bang, may these days be their best, their happiest. They're surrounded now with an army that protects them, supplies for them, believes in them, and let them just have great... Let this, may it be a blast pastoring this church in the days ahead. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. It's my privilege to stand with you, I promise you. Amen. Give your pastors a good hand clap. Praise God. Amen. Uh, raise a hand to me, will you, Father? I thank you now over this congregation. I know by your spirit, this is their greatest day. In fact, let me prophesy. This is your greatest day, saith the Lord. You have not spent it yet, though through the years you've had very good times, very strong times, times with me. Yes, through the years you've had great, great battles. For Satan did his best to stop you and has horribly, to his shame, failed. But your greatest day is not just coming, it's here. It begins now. 2020, a year of plenty for you. And that which Satan has tried to steal through the, through the mismanagement of this, this virus, this corruption involved in it, I'm going to grab Satan by the back of the neck, the thief, and I'm going to make him march back everything lost in my kingdom. Time seven, saith the Lord. So prepare yourself, church. This money that you need for your livelihood, this money you need to not just get caught up, you're going to slingshot, catapult ahead of what you had this money you need for your buildings is going to come smoothly and rapidly and without stress by the blessing that I put on your lives. So rejoice, the Lord says, for my hand is upon you for now and the day ahead. Let's cheer. Come on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Please be seated. It is such a high privilege to stand with you today. 
I was talking with Pastor Mike uh, before service, and we were talking about churches that started back when this one did. And, you know, we were in a revival. We, uh, the body of Christ had just come out of the charismatic renewal of the late 60s and most of the 70s. And then around the year 79, 80 through like 85, all kinds of churches in the world just started sp sprouting up. This was one of them, birthed by God. And uh, maybe you know this, maybe you don't, probably not. The average church that started when this church did made it three years. That's it. The ones that we thought, hey, that's a stable outfit, and uh, they were declaring, you know, the Bible, word of faith, the integrity of God's word, making room for the Holy Spirit. Uh, some, of them, some of them actually went five years, seven years, and we thought they're going to be here forever. But out of that number, at the tenth, by the 10th year anniversary, the same date this church started, most of those churches were gone. Pastors had failed, left, went on to do something else. So when you sit in a ministry like this, from those days, and you can say, I'm 39 years old, this brings me to want to tell you and remind you of one of the greatest attributes and elements you have as a church, and it's called stability. In the modern age, people think stability is stale, that something must change. It's the same old, same old. Some people even call it like the old school. There's not enough action. There's not enough difference. But stability is the name of the game. God said so. Grow roots, it says. Be rooted, grounded, even, even all the way to old age. I was looking at the this, <laughs> kind of wondering, who put that back there? <laughs> who are those people anyways? I want to say thank you on behalf of the whole body of Christ for the founding members, you know, the people that came here the first year, two years, three years. Those were tough years. We didn't know it. We faced it. We had so much faith and joy to just serve God. And you know what? We still do. We still do. When, I, when we landed late last night, your pastors actually came out uh, to the airport uh, to be with me. And the excitement on their face wasn't just that I came. It's where they're at. This is a great time for this church. Amen. And think about it. For 39 years, not days, not months, years, we have said yes to God in this church and no to the devil. Yes, and if we did nothing else, now we've done plenty of things, but if this church did nothing else, that's enough to shout about for a thousand years. That the devil could not get your pastors to quit. And it wasn't just demons. It was demon pushed, influenced, maybe possessed people. Have you learned in your life that people are crazy? Yeah, wow. But here you are, um, church family. Some of you, you weren't here from the beginning, but you've been here since you came here. And that stability, that stability is so powerful. I'm just telling you right now. 
And to be able to just say, Lord, people can come in here and we're not confused. The whole, have you noticed this? I don't think you can help but notice this. The whole world is rattled, man. They, I mean, I was watching this whole, this whole thing with the coronavirus, you know, and all what the government was doing and all the rules and laws and, and all, the, all of our constitution being shredded by a lower law, state law of some kind. And I'm watching all this, and I, I got to thinking, um, there's no wonder Satan wants the church closed. We're the only people that make sense. Right? Okay, I'll give you one illustration. I heard all of these lectures and laws and executive orders and doctors about wearing a mask. And then it wasn't too long, and there was a whole set of doctors that said, oh my God, you better wear a mask. You're going to kill people, and they're going to kill you. And then it wasn't but days, not months or years. Days, a whole other set of doctors said, oh my God, don't wear that mask. We're going to be doing brain surgery if you keep breathing in and out of that mask. And they're all educated, and they all have proven practices medically. And I got to thinking, do I wear half a mask? <laughs> we might be a little slower in Michigan than most people, but I thought, I'll wear a mask and cut a hole here, here, and here, and then I'll be able to fulfill the law of wearing a mask, but the brain surgeons won't have to work on me. And uh, my point was, it's scrambled eggs. They don't know. They don't know. So look at what's going on in our land right now with all the rioting, not just the demonstrating. That's, that's, demonstration is okay. That's constitutional. But rioting? You see, if my neighbor on my right ransacks my house and tears down my fence, I don't go four houses down and kill that guy, burn his house down. See, that's rioting. And that's of the devil. But you know what the world says the fix is to that? Fire all the cops. Let's defund all the police. You're kidding me, right? But seriously, that's like the deep as, as far as their thoughts go. Oh, it isn't a, I'm not talking, I'm, it's not a town hall meeting. I'm not talking about whether you're pro-cops, not cops. You know, I'm not talking about the racial thing. It does exist. Uh, if you're an American, you know that. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about that's the fix. We got houses burning, people shot, cars blown up, unrest in the street, the biggest rioting we've seen in, in, since the 60s in our streets, and we want to do away with all the resistors to evil. But see, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And I can go on and on and on, but I don't need to because you live here too. That's the beauty of the real church, not the fake church. The real church. Now, the fake church, they're high. They're medicating themselves. They've lost track of God, actually. They're like big, big hospitals, some of them. All the beds are full, these churches, but there's no medicine. This church is not like that. That's what I come to talk to you just a few minutes Today, now I'm standing with you because I love your pastors, and Pastor Mike and I are like this, and my Vicky and your Vicky are like this. 
And I meant what I said a minute ago. I stand with this couple anywhere. This is genuine. What you have here is genuine. I know you know that because you go here. But if you're visiting or you're still trying to decide, you know, I need a good church, you'll never on this planet find a better church than this one. I've been part of this church almost since the beginning. Not quite, but almost. And then one day, Pastor Mike woke up and said, we need Barclay. <laughs> so on that beautiful, wonderful day, I entered into your life. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, anyways. So when I got meditating in the scriptures, the Lord said perilous times would come. We're in it. We're in it. But you know in that chapter in Timothy, I could read it to you, but I really just want to talk to you uh, today more than preach to you. You, get, you got some of the grace, greatest word ever preached in the nation right here through your own leadership. So um, perilous times. But you know, when God talked through Timothy, he never mentioned an earthquake or a war or a rumor of wars. No pestilence. Now, in Matthew 24, for example, Luke 21, Jesus did mention those things, that they would be part of the end times. So we expect solar things, lunar things, the planets, you know, things, weather things, world wars. We, we know that. It's prophesied. Everybody say, I, I am not of the, of the ignorant. No, you're well taught. You have a Bible that's the best predictor map that any human being could have in all of their life that predicts all this stuff. Nations, ruling and warring against nations. The word there is ethnos for ethnic groups. Here we are. We'll be here again because the Bible predicts that these things will happen till the end. But you know in Timothy... Perilous times, dangerous times. As a former combat marine leader, I, I picture that as like a minefield. The enemy hid those mines. They're not visible. The little trigger that could blow you up, kill you, kill someone next to you. They're hidden. And you've got to find your way through that minefield. That's perilous times. Yes. And yet, it was all about misbehavior of humans in the book of Timothy. Not one earthquake listed, not one crazy event, national level event, except for people behaving as society deteriorates. But isn't that something? God prophesies society will so deteriorate that lawlessness, that's what you're seeing in our streets right now, not the demonstrators, the peaceful demonstrators, we're Americans. We have, a, we have a constitutional right to demonstrate and protest and be heard. But we don't have the right to kill, steal, and destroy. See, that's, not, that's a whole different thing. So right in the midst of this, God said, I will build my church. And the authorities of hell will not prevail against it. Didn't say it wouldn't war against it. Just said you cannot win. So here's, look at this church. This is the importance of your church right here. Sorry, that's my alarm. 
<laughs> Michael almost stood up. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Kenneth Colton is my preaching friend, and he says, it, it takes taps to stop a Marine. <laughs> I didn't, I, I'm not sassy, or I would have said, well, Brother Copeland, you don't, I don't know why you have an alarm. <laughs> now, he loves that alarm, and he sets it every time, and it's worthless. <laughs> so if I don't stop in a few minutes, we might as well throw this one away too. It will blame it on Brother Copeland. Amen. The stability in here, out there, society's totally deteriorating. They got, they got the institution of marriage all goofed up. Half of them, I don't just mean to be critical, but listen, a lot of our society, they don't know what bathroom to go pee pee in. They're confused. They're literally confused. Think about it. And the, just like I mentioned, their idea of stopping violence is to remove the police force. What barrier will you have? See? In here, now here's my point. In here, I'll tell you why churches like this right here made it 39 years. Because we're still changing people to be stable emotionally, physically healed. Some common sense and some spiritual sense and some Bible sense. And you can bring, anybody can come into this ministry. Anybody is down, dumb, dirty, broken down. And if they would stay with us, you know this, you go here. If they will stay with us, they will begin to stand up straight. We'll take that outer robe of dirt and unrighteousness off from them, we'll wash their brain with the Bible, and they'll get rid of the stinking thinking, philosophies, psychologies, and believe it or not, in the midst of the craziest time humans have ever lived. It's scrambled eggs, man. You'll be stable. They'll be stable. You'll understand about marriage, parenting. Children will understand the right way. They won't be influenced by the demons. They'll be influenced by the spirit of this house, the Holy Spirit. And I know it's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, when you think about the three master demons that men like myself and others who walk in the spirit have seen these demons come out of the abyss to take America back, They, Apollyon wants to spread filth everywhere, and he is. I would love to stand before a great church like you this morning and say, every church is clean and holy and upright, and every pastor is real and genuine. But I gave up lying when I got saved. Amen. You're so blessed here, you may be blinded to what other people are calling church who are hungry for God. Many of those people are hungry for God, but he just is never in their services. God. They're hungry for the Bible, but they get a five-minute deal, usually a little drama, a little joke, a little something, which I like to laugh, but you can't live on it. You've got to have a church like this where no matter what, the Bible is the only real textbook, and we learn it. Imagine that. And in children's church, your kids learn it. The Bible I'm talking about. Because this is the book of healing. 
There's healing on every page. I don't care what plague comes next. I mean, I care, but you know. I don't care what plague comes next. There'll be another germ. This was not about a germ. This was about a pattern set for the Antichrist of how fast even a great nation like America would fall, let them shred our Constitution, and lock us in our homes. In seven days. Between the mark of seven days and ten, the free world shut down and 15 people ruled the entire planet. The Antichrist borrows that and he'll take charge even of America unless there's some uprisal, wait a minute, by the church spiritually. Do you know, I don't know, but I would assume, okay, give me that liberty. I would assume that in a great church like this, it's what I'm facing in our Michigan church. It's, our church is a great church. It's strong. It's a strong army like this one. We still have people that won't come out to church because they're afraid. Now, if you're sick, that's one thing. But just to be afraid. So next time around, will it be another germ? One Chinese germ shut down the free world. And 15 people took control. Three in our country, our president and two doctors. And then the governors began to rise up out of control, out of pocket, above their authority. Yeah. And, uh, and all, maybe you did. Most people that I'm talking to never even rose up in the spirit and began to bind those demons and stop them. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. So I told one of our senators, listen, here's, here's the problem, sir. Whether you're Democrat, independent, moderate, Republican, or whatever you are, you have no spiritual authority. Now, you do if you're a born-again Christian walking with God, but only over your own life as the authority of the believer. And here's the deal. Only the church, the reason the church survives every war, every Nazi movement, every, every, everything is because God knows we're his only voice. This church right here is the oracle of God. I'm telling you, if you lose this, which you won't, but I'm just saying, if you lose this, who will speak for God in this region? Now, I'm not saying we're the only church. I'm talking about the church. Uh, the false religions don't speak for our God. Science doesn't speak for our God. You can learn every bit of philosophy and psychology and make hell first class and never make heaven because those things don't speak for God. Our universities now don't speak for God. They're anti-Christ. Our high schools don't speak for God. They're anti-Christianity. We have preachers now that don't speak for God. But this church, I truly believe with all my heart, God has preserved you. God has hold you uh, in, his, in his hand, in the palm of his hand, and he has you poised now to launch, to spare mankind. I'm not exaggerating that. I'm not exaggerating your role. That's why thick or thin, demons attack are God's blessing. Your pastors have taken you, the army of God, and plowed through the cloud of war, the fog of war, 
And every time Satan's tried to shut this down, divide this, split this, deteriorate this, God, God's man, God's woman, and God's people always come out on top. So Apollyon, the demon of filth, will not be in this church. Or any other genuine, you can clap, or any other genuine church. No, 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 no. Two more things. The spirit of the Antichrist wants our country. He wants churches shut down. This was his trial run. How fast can I shut down even America? How fast can I close the churches? How fast can I jail the Christians without really putting them in jail? But they did put them in jail. They let prisoners out at all levels of violent crimes. And they jailed preachers and Christians and fined them for having church. In America? This is demonic. This is not just a bunch of lunatics in government. Now we have our share of those. But this is demonic and only the church can stop it. Only the church can stop. No, no, not the House, not the Senate. They got their part of natural. The Supreme Court, you're going to depend on them to protect God? Our Chief Justice just betrayed God again. Blatantly. And ruled against the ways of our God. And he was put in by conservatives. You're, going to, you're expecting them to do it? No. Churches like this one, the real church, the remnant church, not the placebo, not the fake church, the dirty church, a church with a real shepherd, a church that still stands on the word of God, a church that still has in its midst God himself, a church that stands for holiness and purity and developing people's lives. My friends, soldiers of the cross, that's the army you belong to. I know you know it, but I'm here to remind you of it. God's going to use this church now. He always has. You have no idea. I don't think the bangs could set down and really calculate. I don't think it's possible. For any of us who have been around a while, how many people have we touched? Who's come and gone? Who's moved away? Who's went to the military, college, got a job in another town, went to the mission field, joined another church somewhere? Uh, we probably didn't want to lose any of them. Every good pastor knows you pray for people that are troublemakers to leave, but they become the most faithful. And thank God they change and others go. But we change so many lives. The, the, the fingerprint and the handprint of this church is on the heart of so many people who have come and gone in 39 years. We pray, don't we, that they're all doing good. They probably aren't, but we pray they are. We know this. God said his word will return to him and it will not be void. It will not be stopped. So everybody, every missionary, ministries like ours, your church has been good to us. Ministries like ours, People on the foreign land, people coming and going, sick people, poverty people, street people. You know, in our area, we're cleaning up a disaster from, from dams flooding. I just notice the, the, the more I live, the more we have man-made crisis. The virus was real. It's deadly. It's not fake. Ask any medical person watching people die rapidly. But the, 
But the overmanagement, the mismanagement, the overreach was a man-made crisis. Our government failed the test. In my area, we're having this flood thing. The dams broke. Four lakes emptied in like four and a half hours. Imagine that. We're not talking about floodwaters rising. Imagine a river rapids, the greatest one you've ever seen, and multiply it by like a thousand. It's a man-made crisis. The flood's real. It ruined lives. Most people in that path lost everything. But those dams were in need of repair. And the people who maintain it and our governor were fighting about who was going to pay for it. While they're fighting about who's going to repair the dams, they broke. So the water's real. The crisis is man-made. What you're seeing out here in the streets of America is real. The death of one man, this is way beyond him now. But the rioting and the killing and sniping cops and burning down stores and looting, that's man-made crisis. The people in charge should have got a grip on this. But I'm telling you, this is your ark of safety. The church is known as the ark of safety of the last days. And if you'll stay with it, I don't know if you all will. I hope you do. You've been trained to be faithful, stick with the stuff, don't leave. I'm an amphibious Marine. I went through typhoons and hurricanes on ships and boats, and I just could never imagine going through such a horrible storm and jumping ship and trying to swim to shore when the whole ship is going like this. Don't leave the church, guys. Stick with your pastor. Obey the man and woman of God. Live by the Bible. Does this sound elementary? Because it is. And no matter what darkness, no matter what next germ comes, no matter even if the Antichrist comes, the Bible says it's real churches like this one that will be his resistance. And he will not, just take some hope, he will not be able to fully manifest on this planet as long as real churches like this are binding the spirit walking with God so today on number 39 rejoice in your heart that you go to a church your preachers aren't dirty they're not fake I wish all Christians could say that but it is not true but here they live clean with all of their ability, every year I've known the bangs, they've lived what they preach. They do their best to not only tell you, but to show you how you live as a good Christian. Your babies are safe here. We're not confused about homosexuality, adultery, pornography, fornication. There's no confusion on it. We should be able to come to the house of God and know up from down, and here you can. One of the beauties of this work is the great stability, but also the clarity. There's great clarity here. You should raise your babies here. You should make sure your teenagers are under this canopy. Because out there, if you let them join the army that is purposely deteriorating society, they will deteriorate with society. But if you can keep even your teenagers in the house of God where they learn clarity... This is God, this is the devil, this is right, 
this is wrong, right? This is pure. This is not pure. This will bless you. This will curse you, right? And as long as that clarity stays, and it will as long as you stay in here. And so I bless you today in the name of Jesus. I really have, when pastor stood up and talked about paying this thing off, my heart jumped. I thought, this church is going to do it. I'm going to hear about this just done. And and then when God said, this money's just going to come easy. Not hard, not pressured, just easy. That means God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. Now you get a hold of what God prophesied to you about him getting the devil by the neck of the neck. Proverbs 6. If a thief has caught in stealing, he must return it times seven. The devil's been caught. He's the one who's come to steal, kill, and destroy. So you, you begin to go to God and say, I'm taking the word of the Bible, Proverbs. I'm taking the word of the prophet that, was, that prophesied in our midst today that my economy... My money's not only coming back, you know, before Koran, the demon, the moron that caused all this. Before that, it's going to go seven times. God's going to make sure I'm blessed sevenfold. So you might as well get back all your stuff. And then go ahead and take one on top of that and give the church the other six. Right? So God will bring you up to normal. That's the promise of God. He's a God of restoration. No matter whether this thing's hurt you or not, unemployment or not, you got to start believing this is coming back to where it was before it hit. And then times seven. You might as well take a portion of that to live on, bless yourself, move forward, add the rest to God's work. Amen. Amen. It's not just about the facilities or the mortgage or the debt. It's about being poised where nothing that comes down the pike next can hurt you. And you will be the, the, the head. This, this church, you're like the edge of the axe. You take that big axe and you split that wood and the edge of the axe hits first. Blunt. Impact. But you know what goes through the wood first and ends up at the bottom and splits the wood? The edge of the axe. So this won't be the first time that God has used this church to make a way for others. And I watched it, Pastor Mike, when you finally, your army broke through this building here, this, this beautiful thing you've done, and it looked so impossible. You had to stop for a while. But, but, and I told you this, when that thing was built and you started using it, church after church after church after church that's in our group of churches begin to finish their buildings. It's an amazing event. You broke through. You broke through, guys. And I believe with all my heart, when this money comes in and you pay that thing off, I'm fully counting on the same ripple effect that God used you these next 12 months to do that. And then church after church after church will have financial breakthrough. Can I have an amen on it? Clap real good. Come on. Come on, Pastor. Praise God. Congratulations. Woo! Glory to God.